0: It's 8 o'clock, it's October the 4th. This is Transmit, we're coming to you live from Chicago. Let's get this thing underway. Welcome to another exciting episode of Transmit. I am Gummo, your host, and again, we want to welcome you. Uh, This is Transmit. What we do is we bring you some information coming from a hacker's perspective, and we try to bring it to you with a smile and maybe even a a thought or two of wisdom. Either way, uh, thank you again for tuning in to the show. Uh, I was not on last weekend, I actually uh, took a little time off. went to New York City and also Philadelphia to uh, join into participation of uh, a lot of uh, current interesting events. Uh, that Last week we had uh, Pope Francis in the United States uh, speaking in Washington and then uh, having mass in New York City and also in Philadelphia. And it was uh, quite an interesting... Experience and certainly eye-opening. Nevertheless, I had a good time. Got to meet a lot of interest. I had the opportunity to meet a lot of interesting people along the way, and uh, I was certainly touched by a lot of stories and a lot of the inspiration that people brought along with them, as far as uh, you know, from very far away. I met. Uh, I met this one couple. They were from. Mexico and they had traveled uh, for 11 days uh, to get to Philadelphia and it was uh, their story was quite unique in the fact that they had to endure a lot of uh, stress to get to the United States just to see the pope uh, and they were tra- they they of course were traveling legally they had legal plans but they still had mentioned uh, that it was quite uh, a feat unto itself trying to get through uh, the border and U.S. customs. But nevertheless, they were uh, just one of many that had traveled many, many miles to see uh, Pope Francis, and it was certainly an experience. Uh, There's been a lot going on uh, lately uh, in the world, and it certainly never has. uh, It's um, dull moments, I would say. Uh, There... You know, with this past year, we've had a lot of interesting data breaches along the way. Uh, you know, we had the whole Ashley Madison thing. We had, uh, you know, some other high-profile websites and corporations uh, compromised, and so uh, you know, the, the the trend unfortunately continues. Uh, and so, you know, I want to get uh, get underway with some of the the things that caught my eye over the past week and, and certainly, uh, they are quite interesting to say the least. Uh, so we'll, we'll, just, uh, you know, before we get off, uh, get off and, uh, kick it off with the news, I just wanted to say, uh, thank you again for your, um, your feedback and your participation in providing me with some ideas and also, uh, some of the, some of the great, uh, in- inspiring emails and, and uh, messages that I've received uh, as I've started this broadcast. So, again, to uh, everyone that's given me words of encouragement, thank you. Those words certainly mean a lot to me. Uh, and I'm uh, I'm trying to get better eat with each episode, and hopefully, uh, you you will enjoy what I bring to you each week. So, th- this week. Uh, this week, though, I do want to start talking about uh, hardware and some cool things that I find uh, interesting and that I certainly uh, would enjoy sharing with you. Uh, but let's get let's get some of the news out of the way first. And, oh, and um, there, again, I had a busy schedule last week, and I really needed to uh, get a lot of things taken care of. So next week, uh, hopefully, we can get Ice back on the show. Uh, Ice, if you're listening, man, uh, you know, uh, I'll get back in touch with you, man. It's just been crazy. Uh, so this this past week, of course, was quite interesting. Uh, nevertheless, there, there was something that caught my eye, of course. And um, basically, the federal authorities in California say a uh, California uh, trucking company president plotted with a Serbian hacker to extort $40,000 from a Chicago area software company prosecutors say the 20 year old hacker gained access to the unidentified company's servers last May and threatened to leak sensitive information unless money was deposited in a California bank account the US Attorney's Office in Chicago says the president of love freightways 32 year old Dimanja lover lover Louvre, love whatever of Seal Beach, California, then withdrew money from the account and deposited it in his own account. Luver was arrested Wednesday in California and faces federal extortion charges in Chicago. So, uh, you know, it it goes to show you that uh, you know it's quite easy to find someone to help you do your dirty work, and if you are sort of in that position to where you you feel that you need to make some money doing some dirty work. Remember, uh, you know, unless you know the full plan or know what, what the other guy's uh, true intentions are, I would say uh, you may want to give something like that, uh, you know, some thought, especially with some thought and wisdom before even considering something like that. So um, it. it you know i could say it sets a scary precedence for what's to come but it, what's to come is already here so that that was that, that caught my eye I, th- I thought it was interesting uh you know that uh a president of of uh, what seemingly looks like a nice business or or a well-run business has to resort to hiring a hacker and uh, doing his dirty work so you know, if, if you do hire your services out or sell your services out to bidders, you know at least it it, it compels you to understand what you're getting involved with before uh, you wind up in trouble with the authorities in your area. So here's something here's something else that that really stuck out to me this week. You know, I, last week we or two weeks ago rather, we had ice on. The show, and of course, uh, Ice had mentioned that he was uh, a trader, and he worked in the financial industry for quite a while. And so, you know, with what I do for a living, uh, I, you know, I work, uh, I work with uh, trading companies sometimes, and so uh, I'm, I'm sort of, sort of in that area a lot. And so, something that that. Uh, the the media recently reported this past week was it really wasn't that surprising. Um, If you are familiar with any sort of online investing or, or investing in general, you'll know of a company called Scott trade and this company basically allows you to trade uh, stocks and whatever uh, through their website and their services and their company online. Um, So, it appears that Scott Trade has suffered a cybersecurity breach. And reading from their websites, uh, they say that federal law enforcement officials recently informed us that, oh, what does that say? That they've been investigating cybersecurity crimes involving the theft of information from Scott Trade and other financial service companies. Based on our investigation and information provided by federal authorities, we believe the illegal activity involving our network occurred between late 2013 and early 2014, and targeted clients' names and street addresses. The website goes on further to say that although social security numbers, email addresses, and other sensitive data were contained in the system accessed, it appears that the contact information was the focus of the incident. We have no reason to believe that Scott Trades trading platforms or other client fund accounts were compromised. Client passwords remained fully encrypted at all times and we have not seen any indication of fraudulent activity as a result of this incident. We have secured the known intrusion point and conducted an internal data forensic investigation on this incident with assistance from a leading computer security firm. We have taken appropriate steps to further strengthen our network defenses. As a precaution, however, we are directly notifying and offering identity protection services to approximately 4.5 million clients whose information was in the targeted database. Of course, they go on to say that they take the information very seriously. Uh, blah blah blah. They uh, certainly appreciate your value and trust, um, and and so on and so forth. And should you, uh, you know, and then all of the basics come along. Uh, you know, should you change your password, or are you offering uh, identity theft pr- protection and so forth? Um. Uh, <sighs> It's kind of like you know that you know, you know it's kind of like trying to put a band aid over over something after it's you know over a cut that uh, requires stitches. So you know this this isn't really good news if you are a member of Scott Trade because you know a lot of companies will not admit to the full depth and scope of a data breach and you know of course if they were they they would probably be out of business so if if something like this comes up in which it has unfortunately uh, and uh, you, you have to really you really have to understand that whatever you've done with this company has been compromised so uh, you know, I don't know, you could go ahead and close your account, which I would, uh, if I had a Scott Trade account, I would close my account out and, uh, make sure that uh, I have canceled any sort of anything going on with them. And, uh, of course move to another brokerage firm or something, you know, something like that. But, uh, you know, if, if their data has been compromised and, you know, they're waiting, uh, you know, they wait almost a year and a half to inform you uh that they've been compromised. I certainly would be closing my account with this company. Uh so uh, you know, take it for what it's worth, folks. Uh it, it's yet another data breach. Uh, yet more millions of people have been affected by this. And and it's certainly uh you know, it's sadly becoming more routine as I it is even I uh get this show off the ground because You know uh well you know it's it's becoming really routine to read these sort of articles and to digest the news and you know sooner or later you think that you know well uh, i'm glad i didn't have a scott trade account or something like that but sooner or later you know it's uh it's going to affect you in one way or the other so like you know where am i coming from you well you know are you are you a t-mobile customer yeah, maybe you know. I, I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of my friends and family and colleagues. They use T-Mobile, and so uh, it's it's also been um, revealed this past week that T-Mobile um, became a victim of uh, a data breach. Now, what makes this this particular breach interest interesting rather is that uh, Experian who uh, experience seemed to have been the point of failure in this particular breach. Uh, with a little bit of searching around, you know, of course, I've already known, but Experian is one of the three to four major credit companies uh, that keeps all of your credit information uh, on file. And then so when someone does a credit inquiry into you and, and your credit, uh Experian is one of those providers uh and there's there's others out there uh but uh so it seems um that Experian was the the point of failure here and uh we're uh, let's see what we're, we're quoting wired here uh it says the wired goes to say that on Thursday T-Mobile revealed that hackers had breached Experian's network and stolen a trove of T-Mobile's data, uh, which the carrier had sent to Experian to perform credit checks on potential customers seeking financing for phones or cellular plans. The data stolen from those 50 million victims include their names, addresses, and birth dates, as well as encrypted social security numbers, driver's license ID numbers, and passport ID numbers. Both companies note that the encryption may have been cracked by the intruders. Experian didn't respond to a question from Wired as to what sort of encryption was being used. Finally, of course, the two firms note that additional information used in T-Mobile's own credit assessment may have also been breached, but neither responded to a request from Wired for a comment on what additional information really meant. Uh, The CEO of T-Mobile, John Ligier Liger, Uh, wrote in a statement that uh, obviously uh, he's incredibly angry about this data breach and he will do everything to institute a thorough review of their relationship with Experian. Uh, But right now at the top of his uh, concerns, so he says, is the focus on his customers and and what his customers are to expect. Well, I, I can tell you what to expect if you're a customer. I can tell you to expect that you can never really expect any more privacy. So uh, you know, there's a lot of people that I know that use T-Mobile out there, and so you know, regardless, uh, now it does not go to say you know if you know, um, you know a lot of a lot of people use the T-Mobile prepaid plan, so to speak, and so I don't know if that's been uh, affected by this this particular breach, but. Uh, it certainly seems that if you had, uh, you know, any inclination to get uh, a new finance phones or, or get a data plan that you certainly are among those unfortunate people that have uh, now have had your data breached. Now, here's the thing, though. You know, when they say that there's a data breach, who took the? do where the data go? You know, they're not. No one. None of these reports are saying where the data has went or who they suspect uh, has stolen the data or broke into their networks. And it, it would be quite interesting to hear the result of that. But of course, that may be buried in page four in about six months when uh, they do their so-called investigations. I, uh, you know, and so you know, I wrote a paper uh about a week or so ago uh f- for a colleague of mine and he had requested you know he had basically sent me some copy and pastings from um uh, the corporate handbook and you know he's like hey you know uh what do you think about this and so you know I kinda looked at it and uh real briefly and then You know, I I thought about just replying with, you know, are you kidding me or something to that effect. But no, I I felt that it would be it would have been the proper thing to do to say, okay, all right, this (laughs) this is why uh, all of these policies are out of date. This is why all of these rules don't matter anymore. This is why, you know, buying you know hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of filtering software and hardware and barracudas and you know your your air gapping your networks and whatever you know this is, this is why all of these things don't matter anymore um, it, you know it used to be when I, I was a, a young lad uh, hacking back in the 80s and 90s you know it was uh, you know it' was quite a quite a known set of people determined to understand the, the intricacies of where we're at today, and nowadays there's thousands, um, and that 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 is why uh, you're seeing more and more um, breaches and and occurrences happen on uh, with companies and on the internet because. You know, there's thousands of people that have the capabilities to do these things, and whether or not it's a political, religious, or, or just simply someone pissed off because they didn't get a refund somewhere, w- you know, whatever the reason, that's that's your thing as a hacker. Um, and one thing you can do as a, an entity that's trying to protect against these things is uh, try to be as forthcoming and, and uh, knowledgeable as you can, of making sure that you're able to protect your assets rather than uh defend or thinking uh that a defense is your best offense because uh you see how that's working out for people and companies uh and it just, it just keeps getting, it, it, you know, it just sometimes it just keeps getting worse and sometimes it keeps getting more interesting. It all depends on how you look at it. And so there there, there are those realizations to where you, you probably must say to yourself, hmm, well, okay, let me try something new, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it does sound like I'm getting a cold, folks. So uh, that's why my voice is a little scratchy this uh, week. I. Uh, Something, something else that's uh, quite interesting is uh, coming from the Washington Post. A senior Navy intelligence official has been indicted on charges of theft and conspiracy as part of a long-running federal investigation into a secretive military operation featuring the Navy SEALs and untraceable weapons parts. David Landersman, formerly the Senior Director for Intelligence in an obscure Pentagon office that dabbled in covert programs, becomes the third person charged in a mysterious case that has already resulted in two convictions. Prosecutors charge that Landersman helped arrange a sweetheart, million-dollar defense contract for his brother, a bankrupt California hot rod mechanic, to manufacture untraceable rifle silencers that turned out to be junk and cost only $10,000 in parts and labor to manufacture. Other defendants in the case have said that silencers are specifically designed for top-secret military operation involving Navy SEAL Team 6, the elite commando unit that killed Osama bin Laden, and had to be obtained outside normal channels. Court records also indicate that Mr. Landersman, Landersman, A retired Marine officer was indicted September the 24th by a federal grand jury in Virginia. Although the charges were not made public until late Thursday, he was arraigned Friday in the U.S. District Court in Alexandria and released on his own recognizance. That's that's interesting. Now, you know, listen, if you you were in the hood doing something like that, do you think you would have been ROR? Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, Colonel Landersman is an American hero who has won a Silver Star, a Bronze Star, and we look forward to him clearing his good name, Stephen M. Ryan, his attorney, said in an emailed statement. The rifle silencers, 349 of them, were ordered by a Navy intelligence office at the Pentagon known as the Directorate for Plans, Policy, Oversight, and Integration, according to the charging documents. Landersman headed the civilian run Directorate which was supposed to provide back office support and oversight for Navy and marine intelligence operations. So basically you know this guy was busted for making um, silencers and uh, you know if he would have gone through the uh, I guess if he would have gone through the proper channels at Smith and Wesson there would be no article or mention of uh, him getting in trouble so, Either that, or someone was talking uh, more than they should have been. Either or, that was that's quite interesting. You know, just the fact that uh, you know you've got silencers for Seem Teal Six being made in uh, Bob's garage in California. Oh, okay. So uh, just <laughs> we we got to get off that seriously. So uh, here we go, another data dump. Uh, let's see here. We've got. Uh, it seems that there's a, a website called pa- pa- patreon pa- patreon uh, and basically this this website looks like it was sort of uh, a crowdfunding site and so this particular website uh, of course was uh, recently compromised as well this past week and, um, The hacker that goes by the name Vince, I guess, uh, has uh, taken responsibility for this particular data breach. And again, uh, th- this particular data breach seems to have a lot of weight with it because it, uh, it seems that there was a lot of personal information uh, in the, the database dump of this uh, website. Um, again, you know, a lot of websites, a lot of companies are not using uh, strengthened and hardened encryption for their applications and websites and therefore that's why you see a lot of these embarrassing uh, data breaches uh, popping up everywhere and they're going to continue Uh, it's just not going to stop overnight you know and eventually one of these data breaches will affect you in some way or another and at that point uh, hopefully you are someone who can make a difference and uh, get things changed to where people are developing applications and websites in a more secure fashion. Until then, uh, it may just take a, a data breach and someone like you, perhaps you are someone important or a hot shot, big shot caller where you work or whatever company you're with. Uh, and at that point, you can make a difference. Hopefully, you're trying to make a difference now. You're not uh, waiting till the next data breach effect, uh, squarely or entirely impacts you or uh, your life or your personal um, fortunes. So, uh, the, the data breaches continue and it's not going to stop. It really isn't. And uh, until things are, you know. One thing one thing that I can see from you know 10 miles away is you know you've got tons of JavaScript running on on web pages. You have tons of unknown, maybe tried it maybe tried a few times type of code sets running within a, a web browser and, you know, a lot of a lot of these uh, exploits come through a web browser. So, you know, maybe maybe it's time to go back into the uh, browser archive and uh, browse the internet on an on a very old browser. Uh, and you know, web pages may look jacked up, but hey, you never know. That's something to consider, right? Maybe use an old web browser. Would you be safe at that point? Hmm. Interesting, nevertheless. You know, I did try an old web browser a few weeks ago, and and, uh, I went to one of the larger news organization websites, and it was quite interesting to see um, how the website rendered. It was, uh, you know, I eventually, after scrolling like nine or ten uh, frame pages down I was a- actually able to get to that one single article uh, and uh, without but you know again without any fanfare I had the images turned off uh, and uh, it, it, the web page loaded quite uh, quite extensively fast at that point point. Uh, and it was it was an old version of Netscape I think it was like Netscape 2 or 3 um, and there's actually an archive out there. Uh, if you search for it, there's an old browser repository to where you're able to play around with old web browsers from back in the day. And uh, surprisingly enough, some of them uh, still work quite well. Check it out. Uh, you know, I think I tweeted about this earlier in the week. There's this uh, guy. Yeah, it was a Russian. he was a Russian dude. I went by, uh, I think his name is Dmitry Belazrov a.k.a. Rainer Fox. Uh, He was sentenced to four years, six months in prison following his guilty plea for conspiring to commit computer fraud. belez distributed and installed Citadel, a sophisticated malware that infected over 11 million computers worldwide onto victim computers using a variety of infection methods. Global cybercrime requires a global response, and in this case is a perfect example, said says U.S. Attorney John Horn. This defendant committed computer hacking offenses on victims in the United States from a relatively safe distance uh, from his home in Russia, but he was arrested by our law enforcement partners in Spain as malware and hacking toolkits continue to victimize computer users around the world. We will step up our efforts to focus internationally on these criminals who develop for these programs uh so this this was from the fbi's website uh according to u.s attorney horn the charges and other information presented in court uh, in late 2011 a malicious software toolkit named citadel began appearing for sale on invite only internet website forums frequented by cyber criminals Citadel was a sophisticated form of malware known as a banking Trojan, designed to steal online banking credentials, credit card information, personally identifiable information, and ultimately funds from unauthorized electronic transfers. Citadel electronically infected computers of unsuspecting individuals and financial institution institutions? creating bots which cyber criminals such as Belarus, whatever the hell his last name is, uh would access and control. So uh th- you know, there has been a, there's always a lot of talk about these kind of guys. Uh usually they are from the central, you know, they're they're from the Ukraine, Central Russia, some small uh village in the middle of nowhere. And uh, you know, these these guys and gals just uh, that's what they do. Uh, there's really no hope for uh, any sort of it opportunities for uh, them in the middle of nowhere uh, in Russia. So what they do is they they uh, they write crimeware and then this crimeware significantly impacts modern society and in, and in, in, in pretty much a bad way because, you know, for those people that really work their ass off for a living, uh, to have someone come along and steal money out of their bank account uh, using shit like this, um, not only is unethical, it's 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 just you know it, it's hard to stop because no, there there's always these these um these people in in society that really need to make money, and so I don't blame them either because that's what that's what they have to do to make a living so i'm not i'm not sitting here busting out judgment on them but it does suck but you know hey everybody's got to earn a living and you know that's the way it is right uh nevertheless this uh this dude from russia he got busted uh and he's in prison uh here in the u.s Uh, i believe he was sentenced in atlanta and uh hey what's up to my uh my friends in atlanta um and so uh this guy's not uh this guy's headed nowhere fast but hopefully he'll be able to get a job when he gets out of prison and, and turn his life around and not have to worry about developing shit like that. But again man, you know, I get it. You know, if you're in the middle of nowhere and you don't have any and if opportunity is bleak. If you're opening your window and you're looking out at a at a field with power lines and and you have no hope. Yeah, man, you know, you got to do what you got to do, right? I get it. I totally get it. Early last week, the Pirate Bay co-founder Gottfried, and I cannot even pronounce this guy's last name. Anyhow, Gottfried got out of prison. Uh, According to the Hacker News, uh, the co-founder of the notorious file-sharing website, the Pirate Bay has been released from a Swedish prison following three years behind bars for hacking and copyright offenses. Uh, Whatever the hell his name was, also known as Anakata, whatever, is a free man again. Uh, He was convicted in Sweden on, on copyright offenses and the Danish hacking conspiracy connected to the Pirate Blade, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so it's good to see this young man out of uh, prison, and hopefully he'll get on with his life as well. The Pirate Bay, of course, is one of the most notorious uh, BitTorrent uh, websites out there to uh, find and obtain y- your favorite movie or album or whatever. Uh, and you know, of course, this was uh, this, this website's been around for ages, and it's still around, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and it's, it's always been the uh, center of controversy. I, I can remember as far back as like 2006, 2007, uh, hearing news about, uh, those guys getting raided. So, um, it's good to, it's good to see that, you know, time does sort of heal some of the pain in that. And, uh, hopefully this guy will, uh, find something interesting to do with his talents because he's certainly a talented, uh, Gentleman, and and all the best for him, and all the best for everybody involved in that debacle. Uh, it yeah, and and it's good to see the pirate base still online. Of course, uh, I haven't been on the website in quite a while, but uh, I hear it is still online. Uh, again, coming from the Hacker News, uh, it's a pretty cool website I found recently. It's called the Hacker Check it out. Um. Another article caught my eye and it, and basically it's um, a network of compromised Linux servers has grown so powerful that it can blow up large, it can blow large websites off the internet by launching crippling uh, distributed denial of service attacks of over 100 gigabits per second. The distributed denial of service network, dubbed XOR DDoS botnet, targets over 20 websites per day, according to an advisory published by content delivery firm Akami Technologies. Uh, It goes on to say that over 90% of the DDoS targets are located in Asia, and the most frequent targets are the gaming sector and educational institutions. Uh, it goes on to say that the uh, creator of the botnet is supposedly from China, citing the fact that the IP addresses of all the command and control servers of XOR are located in Asia, where most of the infected Linux machines also reside. So, you know, if you're out there and if you are a beginner uh, with computers or even learning uh, computers for the first time, this should be... Uh, a huge bumper sticker saying just because you are using Linux instead of uh, something like Windows or any other sort of mainstream operating system that you automatically, out of the box, are not safe. You should do a lot of uh, reading and learning to understand how to secure your Linux machine as well because an unpatched machine, no matter what operating system you are using, can be used against other entities and people in uh not so good ways so you know update your machine understand what you are working with and how how you you are able to interact with your machine and the security of it and you know if if you get that figured out i think you will be in pretty good shape so again you know linux machines are just uh in the same boat as windows machines i suppose so uh you know, you, you you should definitely take some precautions and understand what you are working with, uh, when it, regardless of what operating system you uh, you're on. Uh, newegg.com uh, was recently uh, a victim of an extortion attempt. That was quite unique to see, uh, because I have ordered from Newegg in the past, and Newegg.com uh, is. Is actually a quite a large. It's quite a large, from my understanding, they are. It's quite a huge company, a uh, large website, and Newegg has been around for quite a number of years. And um, according to recent media reports, uh, it seems that hackers took down uh, the newegg.com website uh, for an evening, hoping to extort an unspecified amount of money. Uh, in the form of bitcoins. Uh, Reports of the problems with Newegg's website began surfacing on Twitter just before 7 p.m. Central. And about 30 minutes later, Newegg acknowledged on its own Twitter feed that customers were experiencing technical issues with Newegg.com. Technicians were able to partially blunt the attack early on but problems continued throughout the night. The company said certain IP addresses took longer than others to resolve, and customers had issues for about five hours. Uh, the disruption was a garden variety DDoS attack on New Egg that likely originated from Russia, uh, and the director uh, or the chief operating officer James Wu said that the attack was unsuccessful it was an unsuccessful attempt to shake down the retailer uh, for bitcoins they basically were trying to blackmail uh, us for bitcoin he says though he didn't specify how much money the hackers were seeking uh, he goes on to say that they did not pay and of course they were using taking preventative measures against future attacks Newegg.com is number 17 in the 2015 Internet Retailer Top 500 Guide. Uh, While Newegg did not say how many computers were involved in the attack, in most cases criminals seeking to take down a site infect many computers, sometimes thousands, with software that the clients traffic to their website. Uh, so basically, uh, if you were, it seems that if you were visiting Newegg during this particular time that they were being DDoSed and, uh, potentially extorted that your computer or device may also be infected. So consider that either way, uh, you know, it's, kind of scary, you know, it, when you, when you visit a website and you have to worry about being infect, infected with a virus or something like that. Um, but again, you know, that's the reality that you live in. Uh, there's There's been a lot of other things going on as well. Uh, you know, uh, as, as recently as um, a month ago, I believe, uh, Samsung had sent down an update for most of its Android devices that uh, included a vulnerability called Stage Fright. Now, I, I'm just I'm not reading off of anything here, folks. I'm just recirculating this by memory. But if I'm not mistaken, Stage Fright is a media bug that affects all... Uh, it's a bug uh, that, uses, that uh, involves the media engine in most, if not all, Android devices. And so this particular vulnerability was recently patched uh, But, however, this past week, uh, two or three new vulnerabilities uh, existing off of the same stage fright media vulnerability and Android devices platform uh, were also revealed by the same security researcher who revealed the first exploit. Um, and however, I believe it's to my understanding of this, at this point that there are no patches or fixes for the this next round of stage fright uh, exploits and uh, again I believe all it takes is a specifically crafted website or text message or sms rather to infect that particular device so be on the lookout for that folks Uh, that's something to look forward to if you own an android device as well and uh, just wanted to share the good cheer there as well. So uh, one one other thing that I found uh, quite interesting, again, you know, I, I, I had a little bit of time on my hands over the past week or last weekend rather, and uh, so I was able to look around on the internet and find some interesting things. And and I ran across a website. Uh, it's called HackerThings.com. And so you know, I'm checking this website out and. Really cool. Uh, You should really check it out. It's called HackerThings.com. And it looks like they've been around for quite a while, but they have all kinds of cool little uh, gadgets and gadgets and gizmos that uh, you would most likely... If you're listening to this radio show, you would definitely like this uh, website. Uh, Check it out. Again, it's HackerThings.com. And they have all kinds of neat shit. Uh, One thing that I found interesting on this website was... uh, this is a GSM unlocked cell phone, and it's a watch. And it lo- <laughs> it looks just like what you think it is too. It looks like a cellular phone that's been turned into a watch. And um, but what what's really cool about you know now, uh, before I read off all these before I read off all these cool functions and um, features. Uh, I did want to scroll right to the bottom of the page and read some of the comments. Uh, And one of the uh, comments was uh, by a gentleman named Paul Hammond, and he said that he bought one of these. It worked well, but only when he plugged it into a wall socket and it wouldn't hold a charge. Uh, So for $59.85, folks, you, you most likely should come to expect some some quality and performance in that range. Uh, but nevertheless, it's uh $59.85. And no kidding, it's a quad band touch screen mobile phone watch. And it's at hackerthings.com. Um it's $59.85. Uh, and some of the features are uh let's see features overview. Uh, unlock GSM dual quad band GSM 850 900 1800 1900 megahertz touchscreen Bluetooth uh, Bluetooth support 2.0 A2DP Bluetooth stereo memory card support TF card max 2 gigabytes uh, technical specification network GSM 850 900 1800 1900 uh, the size is uh, 63 by 49 by 18.5 millimeters. Uh, it has a 76 gram. Uh, it weighs 76 grams. Uh, has a two-hour talk time, a 96-hour standby time. Uh, <laughs> a 260 case uh, color TFT screen, 160 pixel. Uh, it's 1.33 inches, touch screen with high quality memory card. Um, and let's see, uh, typewriting, handwriting, English input, pinion, intelligent Chinese and English input, uh, inter antenna, clock, inter vibration, scene mode, talking time reminder, picture screen protection, calling picture recogni- recognition, <laughs> calling ringtone recognition. Uh, alarm clock, calendar, calculator, and uh, locking key function for fifty nine dollars and eighty five cents. It is really, it's really something to see, and it's at hackerthings.com. Uh, it's certainly, it's certainly funny to look at, and there's even a video, I believe. So check that out. Uh, and that is my hardware review of the week, folks. Uh, and it's at heckathings.com. And it's simply hilarious because, you know, uh, you know when you order these kind of things from, uh, you know, these sort of Chinese electronic products, they're, they're you know, so, it, the, most times they just fall apart when you touch them or put them on or power it up or even hit the power button. So, again, expect what what you are going to expect for fifty nine dollars and eighty five cents uh yeah but they do have some cool stuff uh at the website uh they all kinds of uh cool stuff uh you know um, uh gopros uh they have drone quadcopters um and all kinds of development boards uh you know just think raspberry pi but on steroids And uh, really check it out. It's uh, hackerthings.com. And uh, really, they have some really cool stuff. Uh, You know, that's really going, you you know, I I, I can keep going on and on, folks, but uh, that's kind of what's been happening over the past week uh, or two, really. Uh, it, It was good getting out there uh, last weekend and, and meeting some interesting people from all over the world uh, in New York and Philadelphia. Uh, and I, I certainly learned a lot as well. So um, that's kind of that's where we're at uh, this week. I, I wanted to thank everyone again uh, for listening. And also, uh, if you need to reach out to me for anything or if you have some ideas or would like to be on the show... Uh, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. It's twitter.com forward slash gummo xxx or you can email me or you can try to uh, and that's gummo at hackers and also uh, be sure to know that we are on the internet archives as well and we are coming soon to um, the Apple store where you will be able to download the podcast uh, on your Apple device. But, uh, we're working out some more kinks here on the board, on the engineering side, and on the remote software bit, and all that stuff. Uh, again, I wanted to I wanted to thank everybody who's been tuning into the show. I really do certainly appreciate it. Uh, much love to uh, everybody that uh, sends me the great messages and email. Thank you so much. Uh, crazy mad love to Apple and Stone. Appleandstone.com. Check those guys out. They are really incredible musicians. And uh, I can't thank them enough for uh, the the support that they've uh, shown me this past year. Uh, Also, uh, here in Chicago, uh, also, before I let you go, uh, there was a a conference recently. And um, I had mentioned to a few friends of mine uh, that I would have, uh, you know, gotten into into more detail. And I was even going to have a few of those uh, good people on. But, again, you know, um, you know. I, I i just sort of took a week off and, and uh, dropped everything unplugged and went and, and uh took a road trip and uh, um so um t- to uh my friends over at the DerbyCon uh recent DerbyCon uh deal down in kentucky uh, i will get up with you guys and uh i'll I'll, sm- I'll smooth it over with a dinner or maybe some drinks downtown on the loop who knows but uh sorry about that guys and uh, i'll 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 be more attentive next time. But, uh, again, uh, if you feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, folks, uh, I, am I'm really not tweeting that much lately, but I, what, what I do tweet, I feel that's kind of uh, relevant. So, uh, check it out. Uh, hi to all my friends, hi to all your friends, (laughs) try to smile, tell someone that, uh, you do love them and, uh, do try to spread your skills for something good this week. You'd be surprised at how many people need uh, a hacker and, and their skills for, to do something good for them in their life. Uh, I'm Gummo. I'm your host. This is Transmit. Uh, again, feel free to uh, email me. It's gummo at hackers.xxx or twitter.com forward slash gummo uh, Until next week, and we will be back next week. Same time, same channel, all that same stuff. Uh, this is Transmit, this is Gumbo, and we are out of here. See you next week, folks.